Rewind with Oisín Langan. It's the Rewind on News Talk, a day later than advertised due to the bank holiday. The Olympics start on Friday, while Dundalk and Cork City have huge European games coming up this week. Also, the ladies' football, well, I was going to say kicked off in style this weekend, but it exploded to life this weekend. I still thought there is only one story dominating the headlines over the last couple of days, and that is Tipperary's win against Galway in the All-Ireland football quarterfinal. We'll hear from former All-Star with Tipperary Declan Brown soon. Also, off the balls, commentary team on the day of Mossy Quinn, Kieran McGinney and Anthony Moyles. First though, it's manager Liam Kearns, attacking sweeper Brian Fox and veteran midfielder George Hannigan. They all spoke to off the ball. I've been playing for nine years and definitely wasn't on the agenda when we first started but I've seen development I've seen growth year on year when I've been here like you know and like for sellers like Kieran McDonald who's been there for even ten years I say it is some reward for him because he deserves more than any player in the world We had our home with Donegal we, we knew what they were about they're still a good team we may have beaten, by, beaten them well but you know they have great players we just got our matchups right and uh, you know performed our, our game plan excellently on the day and that's what it's all about I'm, I'm, I'm uh, usually have my feet up watching games on television this time of year so uh, I suppose having been knocked out of the championship and it's great to be focused on opponents while watching television but uh, you know it's been a great summer so far and we're just uh, you know we can't wait for the next day we'll play tomorrow if they want the, the team we're meeting the next time three weeks time will have huge experience at Crow Park will have huge experience at Big Yays and you know we're going to be underdogs massive underdogs again but as I said we, we, we'll take great solace from that performance and uh, you know our our, uh, our experience here today has been a very good one and a very positive one and hopefully we'll, that will stand to us when we play the, the heavyweight we gave an exhibition here this afternoon this wasn't a fluke this wasn't a smash and grab they were firing away the better team dominated all over over the pitch and really really impressive performance in all aspects they were you know put up a big score they were tied at the back and they limited Galway so much and you can just see it like I know we've spoken about how the numbers in the crowds aren't as, as big as maybe the GA or we would like to see but the noise from the Tipperary fans that are here today and the enjoyment they're getting out of it their team have been, been fantastic but this Tipperary team when the management has sat back and looked at reasons why they should win no matter who's been missing they can, you know, everybody would know the quality of players that they have been missing but they've come into this championship that they've really put it up to everybody not just through the qualifier system but through the muscle championship as well and come into the qualifier system like proven even if you go to the last game against Derry they were dead and buried and they came back again and like, you know, they've shown all aspects of what it needs to be like you know a, a good team and it, like you know you would really sort of think that like, they can go on and no matter who it is Mayo or Tyrone like you know and give a real good account of themselves in the Ireland semi-final you know for them just to come up here and do what they've done today it's a culmination of obviously all the effort and stuff that has been going in down there for a long number of years but like, I mean right from the get-go even when, when Galway went into a 4.1 lead you know you could see they just kept playing the way they were playing no one panicked you know they were they were you know kicking the ball around you know using the width of the pitch being very confident in the way they have they knew there was a process there and like I mean I have to say they've just been absolutely fantastic here and it's great scenes to see this like I mean the you know family and friends are down people are absolutely delighted the players are jumping around it's just brilliant to see and it's just I have to say it's 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 a tonic really you know it's just an awful pity that there wasn't more people here to see a game okay it petered out but it petered out as much because Galway just realised that this temporary team were beating them in every single sector of the pitch um, and Bar 
bummer really for Galway they were very 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 disappointing don't know if it was a hangover from the from the, the Connacht final and winning that and it's been so long for them but this Tipperary team they won't fear uh, the next men they won't fear either Mayo they won't fear Tyrone I think they'll just get stuck in again Cairns is a good operator um, and, and they believe in the way they play and they believe in the processes that they have and the players that they have and they've got some seriously potent players and best of luck to them Anthony Moyles Kieran McGinney and Mossy Quinn on Tip's fantastic win over Galway now earlier today I spoke to former All-Star with Tipperary Declan Brown and asked even nearly 72 hours later have the uh, county's football people come back down from orbit just yet not really Oshin. you know I think it's going to take definitely this week to, to come back down on cloud nine you know it's been it's been a massive few days for for the lads and for the football people in general you know it's it's a huge it's a huge buzz down here and listen, we're 70 minutes away from being the Ireland final I could have thought that at the start of the year Tip have done this by playing really good football. What kind of work has been done to create these kind of footballers? Well, it makes it sweeter, Oshin, that we're getting a bit of credit for the football we've played last Sunday, you know, and I understand, fully understand the Galway were poor as well, but when we got going in our stride, these guys loved Crow Park, you know, they loved the open space, they loved pinging the ball around the place, and that's exactly what they did once they got that opportunity, they did, but I think we tried to play football, even in my own time, we tried to play football the way it should be played, you know, and I think, obviously, every county in Ireland got caught with this whole defensive thing and, 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 and we are playing a sweeper as well but he pushes up but everyone got sucked into that because Tyrone probably won and Donegal probably won all Irons with him and, and they thought it was the way to go but it just shows you that open football it will, will tear apart any defence if, if it's done right and we're trying to instil that in, in underage here in, in tip and thankfully it, it, it worked out that way last Sunday that, that it wasn't a, an op- or a, a blanket defence kind of a, a day it was a kind of a shootout day and, and we came out on top This run and the style you play Shouldn't come as any real surprise to people who've been following football over the last couple of years. A Tipperary All-Ireland Under-21 finalist last year. Obviously, they won the Munster title, won the Munster title that great in 2010. All-Ireland minor finalists last year. All-Ireland minor winners in 2011. So a lot of work has been done and a lot of credit must go to Joe Hannigan, the father of George Hannigan, the midfielder, because he's the guy who said, we want to win an All-Ireland or certainly be in the final by 2020. And, you know, it wasn't just talk. You actually went out and put the work in. We did, yeah. But like I, I remember personally myself, I I dismissed any talk of winning another in the twenty twenty. I just, you know, it was too far, and like, and it might still be a step too far. Like we, we, we have a group of young lads that just need to take it step by step, and we don't need real goals like that at the moment. But um, no, there's a lot of work. Like David Power started all these these development squads ten years ago, you know, and, and the the fruits of that are coming through. And it's all these guys who are, who are used to playing in Crow Park, number one, who are used to winning monster titles, number two, you know, so. They have no fear of any anyone, and they're not cocky. They're not anything like that. It's just the way they are. They're, they don't look over the shoulder to see what Cork and Kerry are doing. They, they look after what they're doing themselves, and they drive on with that. And they they, they count on themselves. They bank themselves to to perform. Often, like often, it doesn't work out like that. But like Sunday was just to do it on the on, on the big stage, live in television in the Ireland quarter final, makes it even special. It's Mayo or Tyrone in the semi final now, and given this team's scoring power, they'll fancy their chances. Yes, they'll know they'll be underdogs, but they'll be able to give it a crack they'll have confidence going into the game yeah like I, I, I was talking to a few of them again yesterday like it's not like we're all thinking that this bonus territory we're in now like I, I think it's, it's beyond that now Oshin. you know this is this is serious stuff this is like the romance has gone out of it now like we're, we have a big chance to, to get to an all-earned final and you know, whether it is May or Tyrone obviously last year in the qualifiers Tyrone gave us a bit of a lesson in the, in the, in the second half in in Turles, you know so that'll be in the back of the lads' minds and maybe they might have a, want to uh, settle a, a, an old score but 
listen, I, I don't think they'll fear anyone. They can sit down now, watch um, watch the game next weekend. Tommy Toomey is their stats man. He'll have everything off to a tee when they go back into training next week, you know. So it's lovely to be there, Oshin, and it's great, and we, we'll all enjoy it. But we do need to get back down to, to work. We do need to get off cloud nine and realise what is ahead of us. And I think this current bunch do realise it, and I don't think it's going to phase them any bit because, as I said, 70 minutes from an All-Ireland final. You know, we at the start of the year, we beat Cork. Everyone thought first time in for, since 1944, massive year, great progression. But look what we're after doing since. So I, it, nothing is beyond belief here. And I think these guys are going to grasp the opportunity. And Declan, no doubt you'd like a, another few lads to join you on that all-star roster. And it's more than possible now. Definitely, definitely. You know, but again, I, we were just chatting about it last night again, a few of us. And, and like, there's a lot of football to be played yet. You know, I, I certainly think my own club mate, Peter Atchison, should be a certainty for, for the middle of the field. Um, and then you're talking about a toss-up between uh, Michael Quinlivan and, and, and Conor Sweeney up front, you know, but a lot of football has been played, Oshin, that, like, who knows what's going to happen in the semi-final for tip. If we win, we'll have a rake of all-stars and we'll be, you know, we'll be still on, on, on cloud nine, but we still have a, a big game ahead of us. Um, like Pat in the back is only six inches from kicking the backside, so these guys need to realise that, that it, it, there's another big game ahead, but talking about all-stars is great, but, you know, there's, there's, there's nothing won yet and I, I think these guys won't even be it won't even enter their minds coming to in three weeks' time. And just before I let you go, Declan, if you do take a trimming in the semi-final, does that kind of ruin what's gone before, or is this something you can build on from here on in? It's hard to know. Like, like any team doesn't know. Like Galway came up last Sunday, you know, fully expecting to to be tipped. They couldn't see how they were going to lose, you know. But um, so they're, you know, I'd hate to be them yesterday. But you can't think like that either because like we have made huge progression, you know. But as I said earlier, earlier on, like bonus territory, it, it is beyond that. We have made huge strides, but like I think definitely these guys um, won't be thinking of any defeat in the semi-final. But if we did, if it did go wrong for us, it would be a, a kick in the backside. There's no doubt about it. So, but we definitely won't be. We won't be thinking like that. And these guys will be will be well up for us. And anything can happen on any given day. Declan Brown and Tip's fantastic win over Galway and their upcoming semi-final against Mayo or Tyrone. This is the Rewind Sports Podcast on News Talk. More GAA to come across the week on Off the Ball. They're back live tonight from seven. That's live tonight. Tuesday they'll build up to the two quarter finals in football this Saturday really looking forward to those matches Tyrone up against Mayo and of course Dublin against Donegal at that double header by the way almost a sellout so if you haven't got your ticket already you really do need to move fast on Sunday it's the hurling semi-final between Kilkenny and Waterford and the minor uh, semi-final between Dublin and Limerick it's a busy time also in ladies football as Donegal and Westmead advance to the quarter-finals of the TG Cahar All-Ireland Championship with their good wins on Bank Holiday Monday Yvonne McGonagall secured a victory for Donegal who beat Galway 3-15-4-11 to set up a meeting with Leinster champions Dublin McGonagall with a fantastic uh, late uh, free for Donegal Westmeath will take on Connacht champions Mayo in the quarter final that game will take place on August 13th they had a very good win against Meath and Mullingar 3.20 to 1-4 Cork beat Dublin in the All-Ireland Minor A final that was part of a double header with that Donegal uh, game uh, yesterday what a display it was from Cork and Dublin weren't too bad either 2.19 to 4.9 the final score a really entertaining match Fair play to TG Carr for showing all of these games live. Soccer now here on The Rewind. Of course, we've got the uh, SSE or Tricity League podcast out tomorrow, Wednesday. We'll refresh it and put a new one out on Friday to reflect on Cork City uh, and their uh, game against Genk in the Europa League. But it is the Champions League we concentrate on now. And uh, Dundalk's third round qualifier, second leg against 
Bate Borisov tonight in Tallis Stadium. Of course, they can't host it in, or- in Oriel Park for reasons that are well known at this stage. It's just not up to standard for this uh, stage of the competition. They're 1-0 down going into tonight's match. A win, apparently, would be worth €7 million Euro to Dundalk. Kickoff is at 8 o'clock. We'll have updates on Off the Ball. It's live on Air Sport as well. Uh, Dundalk manager Stephen Kenny told LMFM Radio they must do a couple of things better in this game than they did in the away leg last week. We have to pass the ball better than we did and mm. but we defended for our lives and you can see from, from a technical point of view we didn't play well but from just sheer heart and, and desire you know, the players uh, gave everything and made sure that this still is a firmly a contest. We could have lost 3 or 4 nil and been completely Gone. this was a non-event. Mm. So now all of a sudden we're 1-0 very much in the game mm. we're at home and uh, we must believe in ourselves. We have to score as well you mm. know, but we, we believe we can create chances even though we didn't play so well from a attacking point of view we mm. still created a great chance for Robbie Benson mm. in the night so there is that realisation that we, we have the capability of scoring goals and we know that Stephen Kenny speaking to LMFM ahead of a huge night for Dundalk earlier I spoke to former St. Pat's and Drogheda player Damien Lynch uh, who is of course a regular on News Talk's SSE or Tricity League podcast he admits that it's a it's going to be a tough night for Dundalk looking at Bate there pure quality across the park I think they started with seven full internationals last week and they finished the game with ten full internationals so like across they're starting 11, they're going to have some fantastic players. They don't travel overly well, Oshin. That's, that's something that Dundalk can have a look at. They haven't won too many games on the road, even in the Champions League over the last number of years. So I, I think, hopefully, from a Dundalk perspective, they will have an off night. But even if they do have an off night, I think there's still a lot of work for Dundalk to do, considering just how, how much of a golf and class there can be between the two sides. And it's a strange thing, isn't it? Their game plan for the home leg will probably be the same as it was for the first leg. They'll just hope to execute it better and maybe get better service to David McMillan, who looked frustrated at times uh, over in Belarus. Yeah, it was a difficult game for them. They just didn't get going at all. Um, I think it was partly down to Borisov, but I think the Dundalk players will be very disappointed with how they played. I think in the middle of the park, Stevie O'Donnell, uh, Ronan Finn, and it depends on who Stephen Kenny decides to play in beside him there, whether that be Chris Shields or... Uh, he's a number of choices to put in there, but they over overall across the park they didn't keep the ball. Very unlike a Dundalk team, they they are they're known for their free flowing, expansive football. Particularly with McMillan up top, as you say, Oshin, he was hugely isolated the other night. There was no one around them. The service was poor up to him, and that, that's going to have to improve an awful lot tonight. But I think the way they they can set up in Tala, I think the stadium, the pitch, that the surroundings will suit them. If they can start the game off at a bit of pace, maybe close down Borisov. Uh, as much as possible, put them under a bit of pressure and, and get the ball up to McMillan um, just a little bit better so that he can hold it up. And what they need is Horgan uh, running off him with Ron Finn being as close to him as possible. At times in the first game, probably McMillan was 25, 30 yards isolated. There was no one around him. Even if he did control the ball, there was probably three defenders but that that were closing him down and there was no Dundalk players around him. So that's definitely something Stephen Kenny said will have to improve on. Talk to me about the Tala Stadium factor. Obviously, Dundalk can't play this at the regular home uh, ground of Oriel Park, but will being in Tala be much of a disadvantage to them? Uh, I think there'll be a good travelling Dundalk support. Uh, I think everyone wants to play in their home ground for European games, and particularly Oriel Park. I think when uh, Bati Borisov went last year, I'm sure they looked at it and kind of went, this isn't the normal surroundings that you would have been used to, and you might have would have that had a, uh, probably a 5% impact, maybe 10% impact on the Borisov players. But I think if you look at Stephen Kenny's uh, Dundalk team, their away record and playing on grass is phenomenally good. And it actually suits the way they play. If they can just cut out the individual errors uh, and just get, get going and playing the way Dundalk can play, uh, I think that the stadium will suit them. I think the pitch is very good there. 
and uh, it, it, the surroundings that they know very well. So yeah, I, th- I think it's actually fine, and will have a little impact on whether they get where the game has been played. Damien, can they get through? Will they get through? Prediction time. I'm being a little bit pessimistic here. I, I think it's going to be very difficult. I think if they get a decent draw tonight, that that'll be a good result for them in terms of just a bit of pride that they have the uh, safety net of falling back to another. Uh, tie in the Europa Cup so I, I think it's going to be very difficult for them to get through tonight Damien Lynch talking to me about Dundalk's clash with Bate Barsov tonight that's Tuesday night in the Champions League third qualifying round second leg they're 1-0 down going into the tie even if they don't overcome the odds and don't get the victory they need and, and, and don't get through they're still into the next stage of the Europa League qualifying round process so either way there's something to look forward to for Dundalk Cork City also in Europa League action this week. They're up against Genk on Thursday night in Turner's Cross. We'll have an updated News Talk SSE Electricity League podcast looking back on that on Friday. The first one of the week, as in Electricity League podcasts, will be out tomorrow afternoon. I'll be back with you tomorrow morning on News Talk Breakfast and don't forget Off The Ball with you every night this week from 7 and of course they start at 1 o'clock on Saturday and 12 o'clock on Sunday. Until the next time, take care. Bye-bye. Rewind with Oisín Langan. 